Welcome to The Table, where three women of three generations are navigating together how to pursue God as Father, Jesus as Lord, and Spirit as Shepherd through every stage of life. It doesn't always look pretty, and it's never perfect, but we're always aiming to sharpen each other as iron on iron. So sister, pull up a chair, settle in, and get ready to grow with us in today's episode of The Iron Women. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Iron Women podcast. Today, we are starting a episode on the topic self-care versus soul care. We are just coming off the heels of our We Are Church Girls series. Um, That was a really good one. If y'all are currently just tuning in with us now, if this is the first episode that you have joined us. We really, really, really recommend going back and watching some of these other ones, um, especially the integrating the spiritual and how to prioritize the spiritual. That's really kind of, I think, the heart cry of every single one of us, you know. Mm. But we decided to choose this topic today because, A, it is kind of like a hot topic in today's society. And I don't know, I just, we just think that the word has a lot to say about it. So we figured that this would be a good one to, to start. But before we get there, we do have our connection card question. So we have here, what do you like about the city we live in and what don't you like? Well, I'll go first. Um, What I like about it is that we've been here a long time. Yeah. Yep. And we've seen a lot of change. Yeah. Um, I think we've been here, Erica, you're 27. Mm -hmm. And so we've been here about 28 years. We've seen a lot of change. Yeah. I love my little town. I didn't love it so much when I first came here, but um, being from the city. But yeah, I, I like it because I know a lot of people. Yeah. And um, I know where everything is. Mm-hmm. And um, we're like one to two hours away from everything really cool. Yeah. You yep. know, yeah, without that the is big price mm-hmm. of living next to living in cities and stuff that like we're 45 minutes from Greenville, which is yes. great. You know, a yep. couple hours from Atlanta, Charlotte, all the places you can go to. And, you know, it was one of my my prayers when my kids were born to just like I wanted them to be raised in the same place for some reason, I guess, because I wasn't. Yeah. But um, so yeah, God answered that prayer. And so was part of it the fact that we um, did we say like, like about it and don't like about it? Yes. Yeah. What I don't like it about it is the very same things that we know a lot of people in town. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you know, so um, but no, I, I really I, I love Anderson. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's so funny because sometimes you like don't even know that you feel a certain way until you hear someone else say it. And then you're like, yeah, that does ring true to me. And that's like exactly what just happened. Um, It's a smaller town. Mm -hmm. You know, I do see we are newer. Yeah, Uh, we're going, well, we've been here for three years now. So um, it's starting to, it's finally starting to feel like home. Yeah. Like it's starting to feel like, okay, this is where we're at. This is where we're, we're, we're laying down roots, you know? Yeah. And same, like you said, we really want to raise our kids in one spot. Yeah. And so, um, I'm thinking that we're going to be here for at least the next 10 to 12 years. Well, good. I like hearing that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. 
<laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> wink, wink, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, I do wish that Anderson had a better food spot. Oh, yes. Like, we have a really good restaurant in town, and that's kind of like the farm to table, like fresh, you mm-hmm. know, like fine dining type food, but we don't have a lot of it. And so you have to yeah. go all the way to Greenville. And for people yeah. who have to pay babysitters on date nights, yeah, <laughs> it's just a lot. And so yeah. that would be my, that's my complaint. The food. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, mine would probably be, I mean, all, all, I agree with all of what you guys have just said. Um, I've loved living in the same place my whole life. Um, I always say I, I'm one of those weird Anderson people. Um, cause most people my age, um, when they get the opportunity to, you know, go off to school or move out for the first time, they want to get out of Anderson. Um, I have no desire to ever leave Anderson for anywhere else, except Charleston, South Carolina or Disney world. I would live <laughs> those two places. But other than that, I love that we get all four seasons, like a true yes. spring, summer, yeah. fall, yep. winter. Yeah, here. I love that too. I, yep. I know people like rave about living like on the West coast, like in California, it's like perfect weather every day, all year round. Yeah. Um, I feel like I like having the different seasons, even though you hate it some days when it's super cold and super hot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the humidity is, is pretty intense here in oh, yeah. South Carolina, but Nothing I love than compared to Florida. Well, that's I mean, true. That is you true. Just drink your air in Florida. Yeah. So yeah. I enjoy that part. <laughs> so yeah, I love having all four seasons. Um, and something that I probably wish there was more of or was better. I will say our downtown has come a long way yes, in just the last yeah. five to seven years. Because yeah. when Even I just since I've been here, yeah, yeah. Because uh, like ten years ago, I remember you did not go downtown for any. Yeah, it was like don't go downtown, like don't huh. drive in that area. Um, but now it's like you know mm-hmm. one of like the places to go. Oh, they are getting yeah. like these little trying to put, you know, cute little boutiques and yep. like yep. locally owned shops and restaurants and they're trying. I just think it's going to take time. Yep. Um, we're trying to become like a little downtown Main Street Greenville moment, I think. But yeah, it'll it'll take some time. But they're doing the work. So, yeah. Um, but I also wish we had uh, more like activities to do because like we don't have like um, other than going to a movie. Honestly, there's bowling. No- we bowl. Okay, there's my kids bowling. are bowling right now. Hey, <laughs> okay, there's bowling and ice skating rink, but those two things have not changed no, since they, I was I born. <laughs> they have the same carpet, yeah. the same paint on the wall. It's they need to do some updating if they've got the funds. But now like, it's retro. Yeah, I feel like the bowling alley is always like the last thing it's to get the, the la- remodel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we have two movie theaters, which we are big movie people, but um, I'm surprised, you know, even both of them made it through COVID, to be honest. Um, But yeah, I wish there was just more like putt-putt, like Frankie's or like we have to drive to Greenville or Clemson to get a putt-putt. So for all of you out there who are like franchisee people, we need a putt-putt. We need some good restaurants. If we could open a first watch. Your mama was telling me about it. Yeah, okay. Lauren's a first so, watch. So fan. we need some franchisee people to come into Anderson, South Carolina. Yeah. Okay. It's blowing up. People are moving here. Yeah. Oh yeah. no. People are moving here. Like people with my are. job, I am aware of that. When people move here, they, the first thing they think of is I need to find my new doctor, my doctor. and that is my job. And People are moving like yeah. tens and tens of thousands of people. Oh yeah, are moving here. Yeah, permitting offices are going crazy and stuffs yeah. happening around here. So, well, didn't we get like what? What's the fishing thing? Like the the 
Oh yes, What's that uh, the bass thing we got? tournament. The bass tournament. Yeah, has come to- Yep, that's yeah, that's like the lake that our little map. town. We now. do have a lake that is yes, a pro yes. for a lot. I mean, yeah. I personally don't care about the lake, but I know for a lot of people that's important. Oh, I yeah. love the lake. The lake yeah, life. we love. We've the got lake. a lot of stuff being built around the lake. Yes, people need that to come to this side of. T- well, maybe not. Yeah, don't come to our side of town. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you always say that, and then you're like, "There's too many people. people. Traffic yeah. horrible." I know, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's jump into our topic here. Um, again, we are talking about self care versus soul care. Um, can we truly have soul care without self care? Um, and then what do we define self and soul care as? And I think I kind of want to open it up there. Um, Deanna had found a few interesting articles, um, about this that I don't think that we were even expecting to really find. I yeah. think we were expecting when we researched this, we were expecting to find, um, really, really twisted ideas of self-care and everything. But I think even society mm-hmm. or at least the medical society is starting to see that, people are maybe taking some liberties with this topic of self-care that they shouldn't be. (laughs) So um, talk, talk to that a little bit. What did you find when you were kind of researching this? Well, and, and we will get into what we really want to talk about the the way that self-care goes like off the chain. Yes. Um, But I I think even like in what we titled this um, is it self-care versus soul care. Yeah. And I don't think it's a versus. I think the two can be um, combined together sure. as long as they're done with the right, um, just the right context, the right yeah. foundation. And as you know, we're going to say that that foundation is a biblical foundation. Yeah. But yeah, when we started talking about this, it was, okay, so what is being said out there about self-care other than what we're just hearing from influencers, yes. Hollywood, mm-hmm. I mean, I hate to say it, but they do, they do turn um, and drive society. That's the sad thing. That's the sad thing. But I did find a few things. I have found things that um, Christians have written on self-care. And there is a biblical premise for some self-care, as well as what the medical field Mm -hmm. is saying self-care is. So, you know, before we get into all of that... um, I do just want to kind of give kudos to some of these areas that are trying to give balance to it. Yeah. Let's talk about the good Um, first. Like what is the good of self-care? So, you know, you have to, I don't know. Nowadays, like everyone has definitions for things. Yeah. And that's where we go wrong in communication. Like everyone has a different definition and we walk away and like thinking we agreed with each other when really we don't. Yeah. Or that we disagreed with each other and yeah. we really don't. So um, one of the articles I got, and I, I really liked it. I've looked into it a little bit more since we actually first saw it. It's called Therapy for Christians. Mm. And um, there's a Dr. Corinne Williams. She's a PhD in clinical psychologist. And she writes some really good stuff yeah. on biblical self-care on, on this website, Therapy for Christians. But what she did was she gave a definition, and I liked her definition of self-care. It's anything that you do to take care of yourself to prevent burnout. I like that. It's very simple. 
things we do to take care of ourselves so that we don't get burnt out. Yep. But I also liked that she said this, and you know, this goes into a lot of my little um, soapbox things. She said, the things we choose to do every day have become begun to affect our mental and physical health. Mm-hmm. But many of us are too busy to even notice. Ain't that the truth? Yes. It's like not until we crash and burn that we're like, oh, maybe something's a little off here. And that was what was interesting that she said that because one, we're too busy to notice. But the first part of what she said is we are choosing. Yeah. We are choosing to do things that are causing us to have stress in our life. Yes. And undue pressures and all this kind of stuff. And and that's that's when I go to just like you you just need to really have a a plan for your yes. life and stick by that plan. So I loved how she said that. And then we we went to I just I just Googled like some of those health. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of those health things, um, health websites. And this one was called Very Well Health. Um, it's a team of like 150 medical professionals. And they, they said this, while many people may view self-care as a form of self-indulgence, the act of caring for oneself is actually an important part of a person's overall well-being. Yeah. So what we're going to talk more to is the concept that self-care has turned into self-indulgence. Yes. Which isn't that just like the sinful human nature, even amongst Christians. Yep. It is and not just, about that. Yep. And the ploy of the enemy, you know, yes. he comes in to twist things, but make it look good and make it yeah. look righteous and make it look like he parades around as an angel of light and that's where i think oh we buy it hook line and sinker. oh gosh i've and, bought it yeah oh yeah. i've i've bought into it absolutely but then all of a sudden yep our sin nature takes over and it absolutely turns into that self-indulgence and yeah. all about me and i'm gonna protect and guard me and what i have going on in my life and don't you dare come in here and try and oh mess yeah it up. oh yeah don't tell me what to do and what not to do uh-uh well, they went on to say, this: these healthcare professionals, that self-care is the ability of individuals, families, and communities to promote health, prevent disease, maintain health, and to cope with illness and disability with or without the support of a healthcare provider. And that the main goal of self-care is to prevent, control diseases, preserve overall well-being through the consistent act of taking care of one's own health. So as we get into this, I, I don't want anyone out there thinking that we are saying we are against taking precautions or even just um, taking, just doing things that we know like we need to kind of be our best, absolutely, best selves for the purpose of glorifying God. Absolutely. And because Jesus it. did this. Yes. Jesus. Yes. And yep. so, you know, there's just so many things. I, I'll, I'll just mention this and then we'll get into it because I thought this was good. They, they did a comparison of what people oh, think yeah. self-care is. And cool. this is what we think self-care is. And unfortunately, I have succumbed to some of this. <laughs> Overindulgence in spending, binge eating your favorite but bad for you foods, participating in activities that provide instant gratification, going on expensive and lavish vacations, perfecting oneself by any means necessary, numbing bad feelings using alcohol or illicit substances, binge watching television. Those 
I think every single one of us falls into at least I one know. of those categories. And what we're doing is we're doing these things thinking it's self-care. Yeah. And actually it's just numbing us to the reality yeah. of things it's in our life the need to change. Yeah. So, you know, real self-care as we talk about spiritual is drawing near to God, getting to know God, resting in what we know who we are as far as medically, you know, making sure you're taking care of your physical and mental health, eating healthy, exercising, getting good sleep, following any treatment plans that you need. Like I I know for me, I go to a chiropractor mm-hmm. about once every two weeks now, and she has done fabulous things for me yeah. in my chronic pain. Yep. I like to take a bath at least once, maybe twice a week. Mm-hmm. And so those are the things I've just learned along the way. They just kind of help yeah. Help me maintain and continue doing what God has called yes. me to do yep. without focusing on Deanna too much. So yeah. yeah, there's lots of lots of stuff with this. So I just wanted to put that out there right away because I know we're gonna get into just okay, what is self-care looking like now? Because it is scary. Yes. And it is dangerous. Absolutely. It's dangerous. So Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that that maybe um is a great base to jump off of. So uh, before anyone listens to this episode and feels condemned and Mm -hmm. um, like they're not allowed to take a bubble bath or, (laughs) you know, um, it's just, it's important to understand that there's balance in everything. However, it is a very real reality that we're living in a culture right now that is literally telling us to worship ourselves. Yeah. And, um, to listen to no other voice except for what our true voice tells us. And if you are not rooted in the word and rooted in a relationship with Christ, uh, shoot, man, sometimes even when you are, you will still hear your own voice and it'll tell you to go a place that God has not sent you. And so um, there are some very real cautions, I think, that need to be said about this topic. So, um, Erica, when we were first talking about this, you kind of talked about the idea that the world has stolen a biblical concept and Mm -hmm. twisted it. Can you talk to that a little bit? Yeah. Um, So like she said, like Mama said earlier about we we all came to the table with different initial definitions and what we thought of when we hear the term self-care and how they've already spoken to. There's like the physical side, the medical side um, of physically uh, taking care of yourself, mentally taking care of yourself and how there's so much beneficial uh, factors in that. And we don't want to negate all of that. Um, There's also the side that I immediately went to. And this is probably because I'm 27. I'm on Instagram following the famous people that I follow and the influencers I see on YouTube. And this is kind of like the the idea that I initially went to was when I hear self-care, I do have the idea of physically taking care of yourself, but I feel like in in my uh, experience just in the last, honestly, five to six years, um, I've seen this shift, um, what's being like per- perpetuated onto us of what used to be, yes, take care of yourself, um, go get an Epsom salt bag from Walmart and take yourself a little bath, um, go get your nails done every once in a while if it helps you feel, you know, a little bit more, you know, clean and feminine and fun or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
or go get you, you know, your Starbucks coffee, coffee every once in a while. That's your treat. You know, yeah. if you've just had a rough couple of weeks and just going to get a little cup of coffee can make a difference for you. Just setting aside a moment to, you know, um, appreciate, you know, the small things in life that right. can improve your daily life. Um, but what I feel like is just bombarding me and my generation mm. is this idea of the psyche of self-care, the, mm, um, yeah. the, the heart of self-care, which is no longer um, let's take care of ourselves because that's good for us so that we cannot burn out and we can last longer. It's more of like was mentioned earlier, the self-indulgence of it, but so much of it is this, um, all of the answers are found within yourself. Mm -hmm. The world is within you. Everything you need can be tapped in, tapped into within yourself. You are essentially God, the universe, whatever people yeah. refer to it as. Um, everything you will ever need is already found in you. You just have to figure out how to navigate and find that. You are the source, the self-source of sufficiency. Mm. And that comes through affirmations. That comes through products like, you know, these journals that influencers are selling us and famous people that are start every day and pull out your little journal and write three things you love about yourself. Not that we can't appreciate, you know, like, um, I'm, I'm really good at dealing with people or I'm really good with kids or I'm, I'm really good at my passion or, you know, whatever that is. But it's like, I am worthy. I am enough. I am strong, brave. Not that those things cannot be true in a biblical context, but right. we all know the world is not, that's not what they're selling. That's not. They no. have taken... And these meditations and these self-affirmations, they've taken all these little things and we've got makeup brands that are literally selling makeup items. The name of the shades are stuff like I am worthy, I am enough. Yeah. So every time you put on your blush, the shade is I am worthy, yeah. I am enough, yeah. I am perfect. And it's just like, it, it's everywhere now. Like we were talking and prep for this episode just hours before we started prepping, I saw on YouTube an ad for the first time of Nair, the hair removal product. And mm -hmm. it literally, the tagline at the end of the ad was, worship yourself. If you do it, the world will follow. Mm. Worship yourself, the world will follow and come worship you too. Stand your ground. Like, yeah. make, like so they're not, they're not even being shy about this anymore. No. Mm -hmm. And so they've taken what, back to what you originally asked was, what I first think of when I think of self-care is that the world has stolen what actually was originally a biblical concept of transforming your mind with truth. Yes. And they've twisted it into this monster of affirming our minds with truths, quotation marks, about ourselves. And it's just a cyclical, I can't say that word, a cyclical <laughs> you did good at it, right? okay, yeah. <laughs> monster we are basically just informing our thoughts with our own thoughts instead of affirming and meditating our minds through the truth of scripture, which has the power to truly transform. Mm. And so what was a biblical concept that clearly works when it is done and you obey the Lord in that he will transform your mind through Absolutely. the Holy Spirit and the word of God. They've taken that and they've said, oh, but now you are God. So just affirm yourself with stuff about you. Yep. And we've got literally probably millions of women sitting every morning. They're starting their day with their sound baths yeah. in there <laughs> and they're just oming and they're like, I am enough. I am worthy. Yeah. I uh -huh. am enough. And then they go on their day and they're like, that's my fuel. 
I can do anything. Yep. It's all found within me. Yep. And that's the part of self-care. I'm like, that is, dangerous. Oh, it is out of control. And Christians are eating it up because now it's so, unfortunately yeah. on social media, these Christian accounts are, are biting into that philosophy yes. and selling it to us with little verses. But if you have to go read the verses that they've put under their little quotes of like, you deserve, or I saw this one the other day and it, at first, I thought maybe that is true, but the more I thought about it, I don't think it is true. And it said, um, "If it's on your heart, it's on His mind," which I, obviously we believe God knows what's on our yeah. heart. He is all yeah. knowing. We believe that. Yeah. But the premise of that statement is, whatever is on your heart and your desires, it's also on God's. He wants that for you. That's what is that's communicating well, to us. It's it's literally telling us that we are the center of the universe. Yes. Like yeah. in, instead of God what's on is, God's heart should yes, be on should our be minds, on our minds. It's, well, it's a little twist. It's I just think a that's little where it changed. So like um, mm-hmm. Dr. Williams said in this, she said, self care has morphed into self love. Yeah. It's self love. And that is not a biblical truth. Mm-mm. That is not a biblical truth. And the thing is this self love is based on such um, what you know, you remember the the story in scripture, building on the sand or building on the rock. Yeah, this self love is built on such weak foundations. Oh, we, I mean, absolutely. we just joked right before we we were doing this podcast, like the girl that wakes up and what was the coffee one you it said, was, Lauren? So she, she was basically teaching you an affirmation. Um, she was making a coffee and she was standing there and she was saying the words, "Today is going to be a very good day." Because I say it is because my word is law. Oh, yeah. I mean, mean, like right there, right. Like, I mean, and if you have eyes to see and if your ears are open to the truth of scripture, I think it's easy enough to identify, but you have to be looking for it. You know, we said, what happens then if that day she spills her coffee, she has a wreck, she loses her job, something happens or her child dies. Yeah. And then that's where we we even said, that's when people start saying, They'll start blaming God then. Right. Yeah. That's when it becomes God's fault. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it's happening. Yeah. And what scares me is like that, that stuff that Erica was saying, I talk to a lot of women. Yeah. Women that I, I, um, my age, older, younger, and they are saying this stuff. Yeah. And when I'm in these conversations, I feel like the bad guy. I mean, I was just with someone and there I've heard her say this four or five times now. Listen, this is just about doing what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, it's not. No, no, it's not about what makes you happy. Mm-mm. And it's just like, what what is going wrong? And I think that's what's happened is the the true concept of caring for yourself mm-hmm. so that we can live for God and serve and be others. effective for the call of Christ. Yes. And that's why we're left here believing women yeah. has morphed into this because they're they've done a the enemy has done a masterful job. Oh yeah. A masterful job. And it was subtle at first. It wasn't as yes. in your face. Like this has been a years and years and years and oh, years yeah. like slide into this. They weren't putting out commercials five years ago that were saying worship the ground. You like worship right. yourself. No, in my I, day it was like you deserve. I remember yes. that. And I know Erica heard me saying this like growing up. Yeah. We deserve nothing. Nothing. 
And and that's when That'll I started preach. hearing it in, in my 30s. You deserve. You it's deserve. It's just little yeah. commercials. Like back in the day, I remember there was like a soda growing up and it was just like, you deserve a blankety blank, whatever the name of the soda was. Yeah. And that was the meaning of commercial. Or there was a jean commercial back in the day. It was like, uh, nothing comes between me and my Calvins or something. And yeah. if you kept watching the whole commercial, it was like, she kept saying these like philo philosophical statements. And it was like, we're just serving ourselves. Like yeah. nothing comes between me and my stuff. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. It is mine. You don't get a say. Yep. It's your, yes. Have your truth, but my truth yeah. essentially is the whole my truth thing. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. so subtle. And I don't, I don't, it's not lost on me that my generation is the one that it's now blown up in. Yeah. And I don't think it's, it, it can't not be related to the fact that we grew up with the Disney mentality. And I'm a Disney girl through and through. I bleed Disney. Okay. Yeah. I love Disney. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I am aware that as a baby, I was like being subtly told in movies, follow your, that is the message mm -hmm. of every follow single you. Disney yeah. product ever yeah. made is follow your heart. No matter yeah. what anyone says, if your daddy tells you no, right. yeah. if your mom tells you no, if it's in your heart, you follow it and no one can tell you no. Yeah. Yeah. And now yeah. we are here where we are. Yeah. <laughs> well, now yeah. we have a generation of, of people and listen, I, I'm not going to keep throwing those younger generations under the bus. Mm -hmm. I am going to be 54 years old and it is women in my generation. And they're just like, if I want to do it, I'm going to do it. If it makes me happy, I deserve this. Yeah. And you're not going to tell me anything. Yeah. And so the self-care has definitely morphed into something very, very dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it also, you have to kind of talk about too, the fact that we have raised our kids now in this generation of like the entire home circles around the kids and what the kids want and what the kids do and what the, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I remember when I first became a mom and it was like, speak affirmations over your kids, tell them how special they are, tell them how perfect they are, mm -hmm. tell them how wonderful they are, which I, it's that scene that, in the help. Yes, which I, I love that. I was just thinking that. I personally love, but yes, it's, I know. she looks at it's, it's the nanny. Actually, it's not yeah. even the mom to the kid. It's the nanny to the yeah. kid. And she says, you are smart. Is what is you is you is, you is you smart. smart. Yeah. You is beautiful. You yeah. is this and this and this. You is enough. You is you enough. Is kind. I don't. You I don't something. Know. You is kind. Yeah. You is enough. Everything is within you. Yep. Yeah. And like now, listen. There's nothing wrong with building up your kids. I I build up my children, but I also build them up with the statements of this is what God has imparted into you. And you yeah. have everything that you need to be everything that God calls you to be. Yeah. And it's always rooted around this faithfulness in Christ. You can't be anything that you want to be. You can be what God calls you to be. Yeah. And you have it. And, and that is within you because... yeah. You know, so it's that has kind of trickled down through these generations, too, because we've we've raised up a generation of kids thinking <laughs> being spoken over themselves that oh, they're man. the center of the universe. Talk you know? about the thing you said about the apps. Oh, yeah. OK, so somebody um, had sent something to me and basically it was these apps, like how you organize your apps on your home screen on your phone. And it's all these affirmations. Like I am creative. I am healthy. I am relaxed. I am educated, rich, connected, safe home, um, all these things. And I was like, when I first saw it, I was like, okay, well now let's, let's elevate this for the, for our effectiveness for Christ. Like let's elevate this because we're, we are 
God's girls, you know? And so I was like, well, let's, let's kind of make it about God. God provides for me. God protects me. God keeps me grounded. God shelters me. God goes before me. God provides for all of my needs. Notice that I said needs and not want. Um, God knows my day for like all your calendar apps. God grounds me for all of your like Christian meditation apps. I choose joy. God restores my soul. Um, and it's, it's really cool. Actually, um, the gal who had sent this to me ended up doing this on her phone and she did it with all the God ones. And it really is pretty beautiful. Like she sent me the picture of like what her home screen looks like. And it is all these things that point her to Christ. Yeah. All these things that point her to God and like God being the center of her world. Yeah. So something that I just thought about was um, uh, maybe a resource that we can mention instead of what the world is trying to sell us of like these self affirmations every day to rehearse these over and over and over in your mind. Um, there's a book that originally mama told me about and has told tons and tons of people about since um, who I am in Christ. Yes. Those are the actual biblical affirmations that we need to be rehearsing. Mama, maybe you can talk to that a, a bit, like how people can utilize that book or that resource because in a sense, those are biblical affirmations about well, who Christ yeah. is. And and that's the thing. And I also want to mention here, because we don't know all of our listeners. Mm-hmm. If you are not a, what we call a Christian, a believer in Christ, someone that has placed their faith and trust in what Christ did on the cross and nothing else, mm-hmm. other than me saying to that person, I love you, I value you, I give you dignity because you are made in the image of God. Yes. There's not a whole lot of good biblical affirmation I can say for that person. Yeah. And that is the sad truth. Yes. And so even when we're talking about kids, we need to be very careful. Yeah. Um, I, I, I couldn't say a whole lot to my kids before they were in Christ. Now I could tell them I loved them yep. I, and I did love them. Yep. I could tell them that you did a great job on that, Yep. Mm. but I have to be really careful and I have to be really careful even what I say to adults. Yeah. And so I do speak um, truth to them and kindness to them because that's what I'm called to do. Right. But what we're talking about here, as even as you mentioned that book, um, the Who I Am in Christ by Neil Anderson, yeah. um, this is for believers. Yeah. Because the truth is, if you are not a believer, it's not good. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. And that is the most loving thing. That we, we can, can say. say. Mm-hmm. And the reason you are struggling with all of these negative feelings and emotions and nothing is providing you purpose in life is because you don't have purpose right now. Yeah. And so that's where we have to get really at the base of biblical truth. Yeah. But as I sit across from sisters in Christ and they're struggling with self-worth, yes. low self-esteem, and these are true feelings. Yeah. Okay. Let's speak to the truth of that because yes, in and of ourselves, we are nothing. Nope. We, we have no worth and we will never be enough. We will never be enough, but in Christ, in Christ, I mean, go to Ephesians, you know, once you have accepted Christ as your savior and have become a child of God, just simply saying that I'm a child of God. Yeah. I mean, If that's the only thing I say to myself every day, 
that is enough. Yeah. Because what is better than being a child of God yeah. and going down through all the things in scripture of who I am in Christ? Yes. Christ has done this for me. Yep. Something that you just said, I remember uh, showing you something a couple years ago, Mama. I don't know if you remember, actually, maybe about in just the last year. Um, someone that I'm friends with on uh, Facebook recently had a baby in the last year or so, and they were showing how they decorated their nursery. Um, and it was all cute and aesthetically pleasing. Mm. I was like, oh, look how cute. And then I noticed something hanging on the wall above the baby crib. Yeah. And it was this sign, a really cute, aesthetically pleasing sign. Yeah. And it said, I am a child of God. Mm. Yeah. And I'm yeah. thinking, what is that baby going to think every day of their life in yeah. that bedroom with the thing of, I growing up with my mom put that on the wall for me. I am a child of God. Mm -hmm. When that baby has not come to the age of actually making that decision of trusting Christ for itself, yeah. that is maybe Ooh, one Erica, day going you're to cause. Upset now. Yeah, I mean, think you how are. you are subtly <laughs> messaging these things into your kids, your friends, and it's so easy because yeah. I'm sure it's in of good intention. This yes. mom thinking, yes. my baby was made in the image of God, yes. or I, you know, I, I pray true. and I have faith that yes. you know, the Lord is going to save my baby. I'm going to pray and pray and pray. I want my baby to be saved and be a part of the eternal kingdom. Yes. I'm, my my baby is one day going to be a child of God, but that is not what the sign says. And yes. that is not what is being messaged to the baby. Yeah. Well, and, and that's where we find this. Yeah. All of this stuff is rooted in a theology, mm. a philosophy. And you have to really go down to the groups of, of the, the grounding of what do I believe about these things? Yeah. And, and theology matters. And theology matters. Because, I mean, honestly, what she just said right there, I could go off into stuff and I'm not I going know. to right now for this podcast. But I say to women that are calling themselves believers, would you just check? Would you just check that you have not succumbed to a worldly um, definition, yeah. a belief system of self-care slash self-love? Yeah. And so let's just talk about like as believing women. Um, okay, so we we spend time with God. We spend time in his word. We are drawing close to him. We're learning more about him. I mean, those are our priorities in life. And yes, every once in a while, I take an Epsom salt bath. Mm -hmm. I take a break. Um, I'll take a vacation. Yeah. I'll spend time with some people that I, I just love and encourage me. I will go out every once in a while and buy me a little, what I call a little Circe, yeah. you know, a new outfit or a new pocketbook. But I'll just speak from experience. If I, if I do self-care and self-love like this world tells me to, my, my sinful um, desires would have me in TJ Maxx every weekend spending two and $300 on things that I like. Mm-hmm eating whatever I want mm -hmm. every day. Yeah. And so those are my areas. Yep. That's, I mean, I've been caught up in this, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to fight the battle with food, you know, but I remember very clear when the Lord redirected my thoughts on this because I was very much of the mentality. Just, this is just a few years ago, honestly, like right before we moved here, I remember talking to a couple of my really close girlfriends about this. Um, 
Like, man, my issue with overeating is so rooted in the fact that I think I deserve it because I work my butt off Oh, and yeah. I am go, go, go all the time. And I do all these things. Shoot. Even, even then I was so twisted. Like, look at, I do all these things for God. I do all these things for the kingdom. I deserve to sit down and eat this. Like this is my one area that I yes. can let go and that I can let. Yep. I do Instead everything of, else in all my other areas for yes. him, but this one area is but mine. this one area. And I mean, and listen, I'm, I'm speaking straight. I'm speaking honestly. This is, this is still an area of my life that I struggle in is just, is this overeating and overindulging in food. But my mind is very much aware of the truth. And I am very much aware that this is a battle that I have to fight and fight with God. I, at the core of who I am, you know? Um, but every single day making that choice, knowing like <laughs> I deserve absolutely nothing, you know? And, um, and this, this is stopping me from being effective for the call of Christ. There are yeah. certain things that I cannot do because of my physical limitations, because of where I've allowed myself to overindulge. Well, if you I mean, think and that's of just, just the truth. If you think of these areas that require money and time and energy, Okay. So I think of like, we are in a travel lust society right now. Yes. And believers are spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on just the travel that they do because we can. Yeah. And what I want to say to that is you answer for all of that. Yeah. Like, are you giving to God and the work of God? And, and, and like, I remember when you said, when we talk like, yeah, they'll, they'll take all these trips around the world, but to go on a mission trip, yeah, that, that will not cross. Or to pay, okay, fine. You don't want to go pay someone else's way. Yeah. I, I just, we, we answer for how we spend our money, how we give our time, how we use energy. All of us at this table have different levels of energy. Yes. And I have to say, okay, I have a certain amount of energy. What is that going to go to? And it mm-hmm. has to go to God's priorities first. Yeah. It has to. And then everything else can come under that. I think, you know, Eric, I think I'm going to have you put a link to this one article that this doctor, um, I think her name was Williams, wrote because she goes into um, Christian self-care tips, withdraw and take care of your spiritual health. Um, one of the things is following how the Holy Spirit leads you. Yes. Because she says, she, I love this. She says, one of the most stressful things we all do today is try to stay in control. Mm. And she says, that'll preach. She said, this endless cycle can be avoided if we only choose to live with an intention to move as the spirit leads. So, okay, why are we doing all this self-love and Mm self-care? Because we have these ideas that I want to control my life. I want to control how everything happens, how everything plays out. Control how I feel. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the thing is like that, that leads us to so much stress and that's when we're like, okay, I need to do this to, to relax and do this. When what she's saying is we need to let go of the idea of control and yeah. submit to God's control in our life. Yeah. And what does that really look like? And withdrawing to be with him yeah. and to learn about him. I remember when I was learning about meditation and mm-hmm. silence and solitude. Yeah. And I I convinced myself before I really started learning that binging on Netflix for like six or seven hours which this chick has done numerous times, <laughs> just binging was my way of just to, to, to retreat. Yep. And what I had to learn is that was not rejuvenating me. Nope. 
And so learning to do, so God um, showed us through Jesus here on earth that when he retreated, it was for the purpose of rejuvenation. Yes. And so, okay, so I can take a bath and I can watch some worthless TV. Yeah. Let me just know that that may give me some physical, but true soul care yeah. is not rejuvenated by that. Yes. And so what I have to do is pull away from everything and think about the Lord. Think of gratitude of what he's done for me. Yes. Just think of who he is and who he's called me to be. Yeah. That is what truly rejuvenates us. Yeah. So when she said that cyclical method, when we just go over and over and over of doing these things, spending and just doing this thing and doing that thing and doing that thing, it it never ends yeah. because it never truly yeah, fulfills. Yeah, it's a siphon. It will suck you into the dark hole of yes. yourself. And yes. just, it just made me think of um, daddy preached a couple of weeks ago and had this illustration of, he was applying it to, to something not this topic, but it is it's uh, applicable. Very, it's yeah, it's about the story in this article he read um, of uh, an illustration of there's uh, a boat and there's this, you know, team of people on this boat out sailing on the sea. And this guy is on this boat and he notices uh, that there's this lantern hanging at the very stern at the top of the boat um, and it's lit. And he notices that they're not real. He notices there's something is off about this boat and it just seems like something's not right. And so he goes to the captain and he says, what's going on in this boat? And what, why is everyone looking at this lantern? And the captain says, oh, well, uh, we do things a little differently here. Uh, on this boat, we actually use the lantern that's on the stern of, of our ship to guide us um, here at sea. And so wherever that light is shining at the stern of our boat, we will follow it. And, and it'll take us where we need to be and where we need to go. And the guy's like, uh, you, you do realize like, it's on your boat, right? <laughs> like, yeah. You're only going to go where going in figure eight the light circles. take. You're only going to yeah. be in circles. You're not going anywhere. You're aimlessly out on the sea. Yeah. And that is so what self-care without soul care is. Yes. Yeah. It is my light within myself, yes. my truth, my body. It is whatever it is telling me I need and want, I will do it. And I'm, that is my light. And that's how I, I navigate my decisions for daily decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, instead of something has to be outside of us yes. telling us where to go, mm -hmm. what decisions to make, when to retreat, when to rejuvenate, when to push beyond our bounds, beyond our abilities physically. Because when we are weak, he is strong mm -hmm. and we are rooted in him and not in ourselves. I mean, I'm looking at mama's hat right now and it says rooted in Christ, Colossians 2, 6 through 7. <laughs> Don't know what specifically that verse says, but apparently it says something about rooted in Christ <laughs> instead of being rooted in our own internal light, internal yeah. universe, internal yes. lamp. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a quote that I read um, from Francis Chan and it says, the world says, love yourself, grab all you can follow your heart. Jesus says, mm. deny yourself, grab your cross and follow me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think too, um, you, you need to get daddy to give you that article. I think it was JD Greer. Okay. Um, that'd be a great one to um, put this to link yeah. to link to, you know, it just comes down to we need God. Desperately. Oh, man. Yes. Desperately. Like, do we even realize that, like, if if Christ right now is holding up the entire universe, right? he is, li like, literally, there are verses that speak to Christ holding all of this together. Yeah. And if in a moment he decided, well, I'm done. 
Yeah. Like we would literally all cease to exist. Yeah. Yeah. And we have no idea how just the degree of how desperate we are for God in our life. And I don't know, I, this has been like a theme. I feel like for the last probably a few months now, you know how you go through seasons and God like highlights things. This has been something that he has been highlighting for me is just my desperation for him. Like all these things that I seek after all these things that I desire, uh, and they're not even bad things. Like they're even kingdom things, you know, this podcast, like all these things are literally like hinged on Christ's strength within me, like God within me, Jesus willing them, you know, and just like, man, if you think of it that way, the pressure's off. Yeah. Like that's it with him is like, but I would, I would love for if anyone's listening and because I have done this myself time and time again, I have tried to self-medicate in a sense of yeah. just take more bass, Erica, yes. just get more Starbucks coffees. Like yeah. literally my thing to even doing this podcast yeah. when we record on Saturday mornings is like, well, because I'm doing the podcast, I'm treating it as an excuse to go drop $6 on, a, on some coffee <laughs> that I don't really need, but it's my treat. But it's like, how many cups of coffee, how many baths, how many nail appointments, how many uh, just like trips, can you girls trips, can you go, how many drinks, how many whatever, whatever's can shopping trips, how many swipes of a credit card can you do? And when it is actually fulfilling, because we all know I have been there. I have a shopping issue like my mom (laughs) and I've gotten into some serious debt that I am now facing consequences of, of the swiping just is more swiping. There is so much pressure to just keep filling myself, keep filling myself. It's, it's this urge. It's this crave that will never be satisfied. And yet I still bite at it because it's my flesh and my spirit at war. That is a biblical concept. We are at war with our own selves, but Mm -hmm. it's, once you just realize like, I don't have to be at war. The Holy Spirit has overtaken my flesh, has conquered it. I have to say no flesh. No, the Holy Spirit in me has defeated you. I don't have to swipe. I don't have to, you know, take like always indulge myself. Like Christ within me is enough. And the pressure is just like, you can breathe. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's almost, um, I want to say this because especially with my age and around my age, Biblical truths are still good. Um, oh man. Because yeah. all of this stuff, it's taking us away from a focus on God, mm. his kingdom work, what we are here to do. And I'm seeing the complete opposite. Yeah. I'm seeing people that are saying mm. they're, they're falling for this hook, line, and sinker that, yes, it's about me and it's about what I need and what I want and what makes me happy, what makes me feel calm and refreshed and restored. No. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. We still need to keep the focus on God. Biblical truth is still biblical truth. Yes. I don't care. Um, listen, I, I love a good counselor. I love a good therapist. Mm-hmm. I love a good medical plan. But I'll tell you what, if that starts taking over, over biblical truth, it is out of line. Mm-hmm. And our sisters need to hear that. Yep. I yep. just heard the best quote. It's like four words yesterday on Instagram of all places of <laughs> Jackie Hill Perry. And she just said, the quote was this, your idols don't love you. Oh yeah. Jesus does. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. you think your body loves you. Yeah. Your body is out to get you mm-hmm. because it is rooted in sin. 
yeah. in yeah. a fallen world. Yeah. Your urges are rooted Heart. in the fallen mm-hmm. world. Like it's exhausting being your own God. It yeah. is exhausting. It will yeah. only lead you to search and search and search and emptiness. Oh yeah. It yeah. is exhausting being yeah. your own God. Your idols don't love you. Jesus does. Yeah. I, I was just yeah. like, well, okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so and- start, yeah. Are those idols, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And the thing is you, we, we t- said 10, 15, 20, but there's thousands. Absolutely. There's thousands of idol. Day. If yeah, those anything, are just ours. yeah. If there's <laughs> anything that you're choosing to use for self care, self love, mm-hmm. ask yourself, does this draw me closer to God? Does it draw me closer to his word? Does it draw me closer to the people of God? Yeah. Or is it pulling me away from those things? Mm-hmm. And if, if you can answer those honestly, um, and that it does draw me closer to God and the people of God and the things of God and the work of God, well, then you're probably in a good place. Yeah. But if it's drawing you away, you better take a look at it. Yeah. You better well, take a look. That reminds me of that quote. And I don't know if I've said it on this podcast yet, but um, boundaries are to keep you close to God and not far from people Mm. boundaries. Like, so go take the bubble bath. If you just worked for three hours on your house and your back is sore. (laughs) Right. Right. And like watch the crap TV show for 30 minutes in the bath, but don't do that. If you haven't even spent a minute in God's word. Right. You know what, or you know what I mean? Like, um, just, just little things but realize your desperation for Christ and, and that man, when we really do go after soul care and health and, and self care out of a heart of soul care, that in and of itself, I think is good and can produce some fruit in your life and allow you to realize your limits and your, your boundaries and what you need to do to take care of yourself um, the best self-care is soul care is yeah. soul and I care. remember that's yeah. what the whole idea I originally even said this years ago to mama I was like that is like the basis of what we're trying to say yes not negating taking your care of yourself yes. but the best and highest form of self-care is caring for the soul because yes. that is eternal the soul yes. will last for eternity this yeah. body is temporary and physical and of this earth we're going to yes. be given a new one anyways yep. if you're a believer oh um, my goodness yeah yeah right one last thing <laughs> i wanted skinny <laughs> <laughs> don't we all um, uh one last thing i wanted to say just because it, it came up a few minutes ago for me and it has stuck with me i think since i was 12 years old mama took me to this conference um of a very we love a certain Bible teacher, um, women's Bible teacher. And we went to a conference. I think I was 12 or 13. And I don't even remember what the theme of the conference was, but I remember this little, it's almost like a jingle that they taught us at the end. Uh, and her worship leader wrote this little jingle for her material that day. And we sang it multiple times throughout that Friday and Saturday conference. And no joke, I have remembered this. I'm 27. This is 15 <laughs> years later. And I remember that too. That's how powerful biblical truth can be. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many times I used to rehearse this in my lonely nights mm-hmm. when I didn't know what else to you know, tell myself. Yeah. But this little jingle, I'm not going to sing, sing it. No, sing, sing. I don't know if I, rem- I remember the jingle. <laughs> Just do it because I'm dying because okay. I totally I forget it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I may mess this up. It may take me a time or two to get this right. It was, I am a woman of God, redeemed by Jesus Christ, love pursued and chosen, equipped with words of life, clothed in strength and dignity, commissioned here and now, 
forgiven, no, gifted by the spirit, forgiven and unbound. I am a woman of God. Yeah, and I it just repeat. Now, yeah. And then there was this little mm. bridge that went, blessed is she who believes. Yeah. Blessed is she who believes. And then it goes back to, the, I am a woman of God, redeemed. Mm-hmm. So if like, if yes. you are a believer, that. Yes. that is something you can take away and affirm yourself, like affirm the spirit within you because yeah. that is truth that will never change. You are a woman of God, redeemed by Jesus Christ, clothed in strength and dignity. Yeah. I'm going to mess it up now. But yeah, go back yeah. and listen to that. That yeah. is <laughs> kudos what you should to be. Beth Moore for yeah. what she taught us. <laughs> Beth in those Moore years. and Travis Cottrell wrote yes. that little thing, yeah. and it has stuck with yes. me for 15 years. I've sung that thing to myself. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's good. man. That's good. One. I was just gonna say. I th- I feel like that's the mic drop. Yeah, like yeah. that's that's it. You yeah. know. Um, yeah. I I think we'll probably wrap it out there. Man, ladies, you are loved. You are chosen. Um, if, if, if you're a believer, if you're a believer in Christ, yeah, I'm speaking to my sisters in Christ right now. Yeah. Um, and, and, and his love is all over you. Yeah. Um, and so that I think is the, is the heart of taking care of yourself so that you can serve him so that yeah. you can be effective for the call of Christ so that you can be obedient to the things of him, know your limits, um, take care of your limits so that you can be obedient to Christ. So um, thanks y'all for joining us for this episode. Um, We are going to close it out with a fun cup question. Um, And it is when I was young, I wanted to be a businesswoman wearing a suit and a briefcase, living in a penthouse, owning some big company. <laughs> and when you grew up, what did you become? <laughs> <laughs> a businesswoman wearing a blah, blah, blah in a penthouse. No, I'm just kidding. Not making a lot of money. <laughs> living in a lovely home with my family. <laughs> Not in a New York City. She high-rise. is a form of a businesswoman. Yes, she is. <laughs> Not in a penthouse. Yeah. No, but does have briefcases, kind of. Doing oh, stuff for yeah. the king. She's got lots of bog bags. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Filled with Bible studies and material for teaching. All of us hot mess women. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Erica. Um, honestly, I'm one of those people who I went through a million different things. Yeah. I think the first one I ever said was a vet because yeah. I've, oh, just, yeah. I've loved animals my whole life. I have this thing like if I meet an animal, I, I could cry upon five seconds of meeting a, a new animal. Specifically, <laughs> dogs really do it for me. Um, but yeah, I had the vet stage. Um, yeah. And then I thought, well, I had teachers tell me you would be a good teacher. So I thought, well, maybe I should think about that. Yeah. And then having both parents be teachers, I was like, I see yeah. the other side of that. I don't think that's what I want. <laughs> um, and then I honestly just, I'm one of those weird people when people have always asked me like, well, what do you want to do? Like going off into college. I never had an answer for that. Mm. I never knew what I, I didn't have like that clear cut. I want to be a nurse. I want to be a teacher. I mm. want to be, you know, I just want to be stay at home mom if God allows me that. Like, I've just never had that thing. Mm. I've known, I've, you know, there's things I love. I love music. If I could go back now and tell my little self, I'd be like, learn all the instruments you can because you're going to have an opportunity to be on a worship team one day. But <laughs> that's, you know, I, I love anything related to worshiping and music and people honestly yeah. so i never really had one set thing other than the bet i feel like yeah 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 and when you grew up what are you now oh i'm now <laughs> in healthcare, 
which I've explained, I think in the last episode, what a kind of a do help yeah. people find a new primary care physician. So I'm on the phone talking to patients all day, customer service kind of stuff. Um, and then I do get to do a, a side thing of for our church. I'm on the worship team. So, and I get uh, some coordination. You're more than on the worship team. Leadership kind of You're roles. You're doing all that. that admin girl. So, which I love <laughs> admin stuff. That's like I, what I thrive in. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. When I was young. Oh, no. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be a model. <laughs> I'm not laughing because no. Oh no, no it's funny. I've just never met well, someone. You are beautiful. I've just never met someone that said they that's what they wanted to be. Oh yeah. Well, mind you, I did not grow up with anyone affirming me in Christ. So <laughs> <laughs> I was very, very all about me. Did you ever do tall. any modeling gigs? I didn't, no. Okay. But I was I was when I was a little girl, I was very tall and very mm -hmm. and skinny. Yeah. Well, thin. Um but yeah, and so, and I just, I loved a good pose. So, well, and, and, and now and you're in, you, yes. what are you doing yes. now? <laughs> now I'm on the other, other side, side of the camera. And can I tell you, I love it. <laughs> I would have hated being a model. <laughs> yeah. Now you get to tell the models what to now do. Now I get to tell the models what to do. I get to tell them how to pose. I get to tell them. I We just recently did a photo shoot actually for this, for the podcast. And I hated every second of it. I mean, I don't think anyone really loves being in front of the camera. Well, maybe there's some. There are some people who love it. There there are some who are whatever. They eat it up. Yeah, right. But um, yeah, it was just, it's not fun. But it also did give me an appreciation for the torture that I put people through. <laughs> So yeah, that was, that's that. Um, but anyways, thank you all for joining us today. I know, uh, we talked about some stuff that maybe stepped on your toes a little bit or made you go, ouch. Um, but please, please hear our heart in this. Take this before the Lord. Talk to him about it. If this is an area that is gaining some ground in your life of, becoming a little bit more you focused and, um, you oriented, just allow the Lord to speak into that. Um, we really do. We're pretty passionate about this topic in general and just the balance that comes with it. That's needed. So, um, we appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to us. Make sure to continue this conversation, girls. Take this to the other women in your lives. Um, go back, share these. If you think that this will help someone else, um, we would love for you to share this episode with someone. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next time. Hey, sisters. Thank y'all so much for spending your time with us. We are excited and expectant for everything Jesus is going to do through these conversations. If you found this encouraging, insightful, or if it brought you some moments of joy or laughter, go ahead and share this episode with your spiritual sisters to keep today's conversation going. Then come on back and hang out with us on the next episode of The Iron Women.